Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Tony. I'm here with my co-host, Bash. Fuck. <laughs> you can Where even remember I? your name. And <laughs> she, her, me, Miss Miriam T. Yes, you guys. Miss Megs isn't here this week. She's at a rugby tournament again. She's in LA. Yeah, mm. doing rugby. Trying to get some rugby dick. dick. I know, but Dick's we have Max, our cocktail boy researcher, Mexican Eric's here. Hi, everyone. And Robbie's on sound. Hey everybody, Hi, I'm Rob. here too. Hi Rob. <laughs> but you guys, today I'm very excited because we have a special guest with us in the studio. Um, somebody that I'm super excited that's on the show. He's a songwriter, a singer, jazz pop, tort song. His five albums, studio albums, have charted on Billboard. It's Spencer Day. How Hi, are guys. you, Spencer? <laughs> I'm good. Still waking up, but I'm good. <laughs> Spencer just did a did a show here in San Diego at Martinis Above Fourth, and it was amazing. I got a chance to see it on Thursday night. It was really, really good. Oh, I had thanks such for a good coming. time. <laughs> yeah. So are fun. you you live part-time in San Diego, right? I do. I lived in LA for years and then um I'm sorry. I moved uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, t- I said this in the show which is kind of revealing i guess i could tell like the thing that made me leave la because i'm I'm part-time in new york city yeah. too and I've, I've been there for like 10 plus years but i was in la and i was going to a yoga class of all places and there was a guy you know it was like i was t-boned with him where he was about to back out so i just had to go back like a foot and i was oh, like no. hey man are you leaving and again and then this girl in a bmw like jetted it so she like jetted herself in so i couldn't go back even what? though there's tons of room in the parking lot to go around and i just i'd been probably cut off five times that day and there's you know i was like nice guys finish this no i put the car in reverse did you hit her no well no it wasn't <laughs> denting it i was like conscious of that but it was like the wheels were smoking and it was and i was like you are not taking this oh, <laughs> and then a light went off i was like i need to leave la that was like the thing and i just oh, kind of wow. drove away and i was like take the parking spot but i was i was You're just like, like i do not like that person that just came up right <laughs> Right there. You have road rage like I do. No, yeah, I, do, I don't, though. I never do. I'm always like, oh, cut ahead of, you know, kind of ahead of me. So I was oh, like, that's yeah. what was weird is I don't typically have So it. after that incident, you went home, packed your bags, and left. <laughs> Very quickly, yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, to try it out, I got a place in South Park, which is where I am now. Oh, um, nice. And oh, I did I on Airbnb it. for like uh, a couple weeks or something just to test it out and yeah. see if I could still get to L.A. And I, I, it's been five years, and I've, I've loved it. I have oh, not, nice. you know. I love I know. South Park, too. So such yeah. a good neighborhood. How much of the year do you spend in New York? Um, I'm actually there more than I'm here. That's really? the thing. Is like this is where my mail comes and my relationship <laughs> is. But I'm 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 traveling. God, probably seventy percent of the year. But that's Dang. what makes it. Is if I was here full time, San Diego might feel a little tame for me. Yeah. But yeah. I think after all the hustling, it's just it feels kind of like I'm on vacation every time I come home. And wow. so, Anna, it's like the that. death of fashion here. Like I was at the <laughs> symphony last night. <laughs> Ain't that the which truth. is nice because the more I have to play dress up for a living, which yeah. as you know, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dumpier I get in my hometown. So here, there was a, a guy with like Birkenstocks and socks, and then some other guy with some very unattractive feet in like flip flops. Oh, so no. This is a, there, there's like I didn't Sh- Shostakovich <laughs> and Rachmaninoff. I clip my and, toenails, and there's week, part so of me that kind of loves that because in New York, every time I pack, I'm like, oh shit, this has got to match with this, and this has got to oh, go yeah. with God. this. And here, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I everyone's too high in San Diego to care. I had to drive too. Yeah. 
too high to drive, too high to talk. It is, ba- it is bad driving, which is nice from L.A. because people aren't as mean on the roads, but yeah. there's still like the four-way stop thing. It's like, no, you go. No, you go. And then I'm just like, oh, honey, what oh, you yeah. doing? Like you're just stopping in the middle of the road. Speaking of rules of the road, I just want our listeners to know that I got a new driver's license. Oh, Did thank you? God. She's thank not God. going to prison, everybody. You're not everybody was worried. Uh, but if anybody out there wants me to drop the soap, just slide into my DMs. <laughs> what happened to your old driver's license? Um, so I let my... Uh, <laughs> I accidentally let my driver's license expire for six months. Um, so yeah, I just I don't have to use my ID very much because I go to the same. I'm a drag queen, so my face is my ID, and I don't go. Could I, this be under twenty? It's ageless. Yeah, you're, I you're don't beyond time. I, I don't really you're, go to like hetero bars, so yeah. I go to the same like five or six bars. And so and I don't you never need get my carded. ID. Yeah. And then like my ID was expired for months and months before somebody was like, "Hi, can I see your ID?" And they're like, "It expired," and I was like. But I'm I marry him. They're like, oh, that, <laughs> they're like, that, we don't give a shit. That doesn't work here. And then I drove on it for like another two months, knowing it was expired. Um, so yeah. it's all taken care of now. Yep, yep, yep. Yay! Good. I, I stood in line at the DMV. <laughs> I got in line at six o'clock in the morning, and it was great. It's um, fast, right? It was two hours. That's what? horrible. Of all the things that I think LA does worse, that DMV here sucks. I've, got, I've gotten through there in like 15 minutes for Rob some went wow. one time right before the show and he was back within an hour because it's down the street. Well, fuck my drag, right? <laughs> You're like Faye Dunaway at Chick fil A when she went, no one knew who she was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slap someone. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> So Spencer, where are you from originally? Utah. Utah. Nice, nice Called Mormon, Mormon town. Mormon. Uh, yep. Grew did up you, Mormon. Oh, you did. That's right. A, you said it on the show. Do you and have the underwear still just for funsies? I never. I ne- I dropped out of my mission and moved ah. to San Francisco, so I never got got it. You never Which got it, to the underwear phase. No, it's like satin Damn. with How? some flaps, kind of like a 1920s yeah. bathing suit. And then um, it's a. Uh, it's yeah. I didn't get yeah. my pair. Gotcha. But have everyone you, asks. That's yeah, the first. Thing. Yeah. Have you guys noticed? There's like an entire subgenre of gay porn to that. Oh yeah, Mormon like, boys. Something. Yeah. I didn't know that was like a thing. thing. So it's like recently. Avon lady porn. Same. Concepts. Is there yeah. Avon Lady porn? Uh-huh. There, ha- there, has, there is a porn for Mary Kay everything. Porn no way. Yeah. Also, Don't ask me how I know also, that. Don't Mary, ask me how I know that. Also, Jehovah's Mary Kay Ashley porn. I would not be surprised. A- Amway. Amway. There's got to yeah. be. There's everything. Anybody who rings a doorbell. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So when did when did you leave the religion? I'm always curious about this because um, I grew up kind in the wilderness. Of, uh, well, my mom was really supportive. She's really cool. She's still Mormon, but she's been on like a float for Mormons for equality. We did. We oh, got really? second place in the San Francisco because I have a lot of siblings who are also really cool. And <laughs> Wait, how many siblings? Uh, six. Oh, God, that's a lot. <laughs> There's six of us, yeah. They, but, um, so we were on there, and so my brother, my sister was in a dirndl, and my brother was in Lederhosen, and I did the Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like, Donka Shane. Oh. <laughs> and we got second place, and my mom Shut was up. on it. And for my mom, it was, a, I mean, it was so special that she did it, but the float in front of us was like a leather flogging one, which is maybe I would have preferred, like... <laughs> The AARP float, which they did have, yes. just something to kind of ease her into yeah. it. Because no. I was like, no, nope, oh, she was behind really the leather one. Into the fire. Yeah, they, she goes, not but very she good is at great. Yeah. Transitions in that parade. They're just oh, wow. So changes. you went from Mormon to City of San, San, San Francisco. It was a freezer to the frying pan. Yeah. But so I, I, I knew that, I mean, I was really clinically depressed. And I think my mm-hmm. mom knew. We never acknowledged why, but I think the rest of the family, it was really persona non grata. But with my mom, she kind of was like okay so i just packed all my stuff in my car and yeah. I, 
now it sounds really intense, but I lived in my car for a couple of weeks, which n- now sounds like really you know dramatic. But the yeah. time I had a blanket, I had an alarm clock, I got a 24-hour fitness membership, which I still have. I feel like I'm their <laughs> biggest success story. I'm like, so I you showered were like Joel. You? you were like Joel. Did you really live in a van, though? I believe it. With a voice yeah. like that, you yeah. have to. I... I- <laughs> it's annoying. Jules annoying. Everybody knows her music's fucking annoying. These foolish games are tearing me apart right now. Uh, Listen, is that the shade alarm? Yeah. yeah. So your show that you just did in San Diego, um, you did a lot of the songs from your last album, which is my favorite album of yours, is the City of Angels. Oh, right on. Thanks. Yeah. And I first became aware of you from the Vagabond album. And then we were talking about this earlier. um, Your covers that you do on your YouTube are insane. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. What's your I know favorite? My favorite's the um when he you did um Cardigans, Love Oh, yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. Favorite. And um Fernando the Abba cover. Fernando Que brillaba por nosotros dos en protección Fernando I think that's the one that RuPaul retweeted, really? actually. Oh, yeah. Nice. Which was, I don't know how he discovered it, but yeah. it was like, this guy's great, which of I course is a meaningful shout out. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. Well, RuPaul listens to a lot of music. Yeah. RuPaul's super anal about um, his iTunes, too. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. And like, he won't update his iTunes because everything in his iTunes is so meticulously Perfect. organized. He has oh, hundreds yeah. of playlists. Every, yeah, he's like crazy about music. I have a question. Well, I'm going to take a while to get to my question because I loved your covers and I want to compliment you on them. Mm, thank you very because much. Because they're really great and I actually don't like covers. I <laughs> but, but I want to say that I loved yours and I think because you do a great job of kind of putting your own little spin on it and your own little twist but like still being true to how it is and and so like I loved like Take a Bow. I thought that was really great and um, Rita Ora is your song so oh, if listeners know. if you That's haven't heard them go yeah, like stream them. They're amazing. Yeah. I found my heart up in this place tonight. Don't want I don't want to hear mad songs anymore. Only want to hear your song. Cause your song got me feeling like I. What, what is your process for like picking a song and, and kind of like how do you decide how much of yourself you're going to put into it? That is a really great question. Well, already I'm having like so much fun because sometimes you go <laughs> in and it's like, so where are you at? You know, if I do yeah. like a morning news show, it's kind of like the same. Nah. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really great. For, well, for me, I don't do a cover because I'm first and foremost a songwriter, unless I feel I can do something I haven't heard before. Because if like Frank Sinatra or I don't know Michael Bublé or or Mariah Carey, whoever already did it, I really am like have to think can i do it in a way my favorite thing is to do it where it takes people half of the song to realize what it is but not in a way mm. where you're twisting it like you said where you're still true to the melody because sometimes i do hear covers where they're they're taking so much liberties you don't even it kind of lost the original thing and i like playing against type so if you do like abba or oh no that's the one rupaul i did a buddy holly this one oh boy oh, yeah. but we slowed um, it down so the whole entendre <laughs> ah. of it changes <laughs> oh my love oh my kissing oh boy but if you sl- um i think that's the one he he re- retweeted but um uh so that's that's the main thing i look for is do i feel like i can occupy a space where my singer songwriter aesthetic and my arranging 
still still comes across. So exactly what you said. So I really appreciate that. That's always that's what I decide because otherwise you're just karaoke. Yeah. And I feel like I see that a lot where it's like you, you know you you have to as far as I'm concerned you have to otherwise you know you're how just is your writing process go like when you get a song in your head? Yeah, it seems like you're inspired by certain places a lot in yeah. different songs because so. uh, City of Angels it was very California driven and being a native like bashi and i i was like oh my god i could totally see like where, <laughs> you know what i mean like i could picture it in my head so how do where how does that process go for you yeah, a lot of times the melody comes first but not as much. i'm working on a project in mexico um called la frontera with um some people in guadalajara and some amazing musicians that are in ensenada too yeah. and i think that part you know i don't say you write about what you know mm-hmm. but i think for because occasionally, you know, you if you want to write a song about murder, it doesn't mean you have to go murder someone to like, you know, <laughs> that's what's great about being, um, I think, a songwriter. Because I did have that one time where it was a gay guy, um, and I was doing some song, and I think the lyric was she, and he gave me this thing about, like, it would oh, be God. nice if you supported the community and honest, and I was like, singing is acting, first God, of all. And I was like, it is. and I was like, here's six covers of me singing with the men pronoun, just so you, you know, yeah. like, it's but been, but I think sometimes people forget that you don't always have to be, be personal, but I think um, having some reference, and places are the main thing that fascinate yeah. me. So when I moved to San Diego, I didn't realize, I mean, this is, you know, before the current presidency i didn't realize i'd be putting myself in ground zero for this really hot topic and so for me even though um san diego's kind of tame you know a night i guess well tijuana is like the brooklyn of san diego there's like (laughs) exactly that's the best description i've heard of that's the best exciting things going on all the time most of them unsolved that's right But but you know these two cities have this really kind of frenemy weird relationship. But there's I've never been in such a bicultural place, and I think that's really inspired it um, too. Because every place has a story and what makes it tick. Because I know too a lot of people you know could say San Diego, you know is is tame, you know too tame or not enough culture, whatever. Which with when I did my show because it was all San Diego themed, I was like San Diego way more than LA can can laugh at Uh itself about that. So we made yeah. a lot of jokes about, yeah. in a way that that I that I like, but yeah, I think what where I'm fascinated by what makes a place. Even it's kind of like people like everyone's got a story. Even if someone's really boring, there's a fascinating reason as why a songwriter boring. why they're boring. <laughs> you know, you could write a song about someone who just goes to Panera in Ohio every day or whatever thing, and and beneath that is still you know yeah. there's hurt and longing and a childhood. Yeah. So it's how you tell it. So every place to me is like a fascinating dissection of of all of the various things that made it what it is because on some level san diego is this very benign beautiful place and growing up in utah and arizona where i finished high school um it was like the less intimidating la and it was like kind yeah. of this thing if you could go to san you know yeah yeah, yeah. and then it's <laughs> kind of the end of the road obviously every city has its own boulevard of broken dreams and of things that Alcohol. it doesn't work out Alcohol. for those people <laughs> Algon yeah. Boulevard. Algon <laughs> Boulevard. Exactly, you could see Miss Miriam T every <laughs> Sunday night and Wednesday on Algon Boulevard. 3036 Algon Boulevard. You'll see her walking, walking the boulevard. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the heartbreak oh hotel. My God. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> Bye. I hope that I don't know if that answers it. But yeah. No, you did. That was great. 
<laughs> so you are you are working on another album, which I'm super excited for because I'm such a theater nerd. Um, a Broadway jazz type of album, right? Yeah, and I think kind of going to uh, your very your very kind uh, compliment earlier. I think with that, we're all every song we want to do, like we're doing Annie chorus line. Because my New York friends, we would all pick like that B side of a Broadway show yeah. that no, you know, which like, I which, love. But I was like, we want to pick really well known songs, but ones that you don't yeah. hear my type of voice or that kind yeah. of genre. So mm-hmm. we it took a lot of work and thought, but it's great. We're we're in negotiations with the record label oh, nice. now. And um yeah, we've already got a lot of good, Your good cover it's my first of, real cover record. Yeah, the yeah. the cover of um Old Man River from Showboat you did the other night was amazing. And the crowd like went crazy for it. it I so hadn't good. tried that out live before too. Yeah. I was like, let's kind of it, re- it was really good. Oh yeah. thanks. That was one of my favorite ones. On the Broadway topic, what kind of musicals and shows did you grow up with? Was it a lot of like movie musicals or Broadway type of stuff? Well, um, I think my agent in New York, I remember years ago, I got to go to the Follies opening with Bernadette Peter, which was amazing. And he was like aghast that I didn't know. I mean, for me, which was great because I'm like Tabula Rasa, which is why I like going to the symphony, not knowing what the hell it Mm -hmm. is because I get it. So I'm like, that was great. My agent would be like, that was so pretentious. Like the Sweeney Sweeney Todd revival. And I'm like, I liked it. I thought it was, I mean, people were on stage and they sang to me. so I'm I'm like an easy critic and I'm a yeah. really hard critic. I don't need perfection in the show, but I need heart. Oh, I need soul I'm and uniqueness. Just yeah. take me somewhere that I haven't been. And as a songwriter too, I don't care if things you know aren't. Um, but it was all movie musicals because I was yeah. in Utah, so I didn't, we didn't get to go see anything. Oh, really? So it was really MGM, like Judy Garland, all those old ones. Like which ones did you grow up like just loving and kind of influenced you oh, and turned well, you gay? Few, obviously. Oh uh, no, well, singing in the rain. <laughs> singing in the rain is still my favorite. Uh, like they hello, did that. Gene Kelly. That. One of the best tap numbers between him and um, O'Donnell. And Sid Sheeran. Oh, the Donald O'Connor one. And then, yeah, the Sid Sheeran. Sheeran's number, yeah. That whole ballet thing is amazing. So that was any musical where it was about escaping into anything like South Pacific, the Bali High. I didn't care. what you did on Thursday, and it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, my drummer is killer. But uh, so so anything, I didn't care about the rest of the movie, but any escape, like in Oklahoma where she snorts the poppers or whatever. And then there's like the ballet. The ballet. The dream sequence. (laughs) That was the only part i really cared about in the movie so and i think maybe it's because i wanted to get out of utah so i I I, totally sympathize uh, with that anything that was exotic there's one that royal wedding with fred astaire and there's a whole like i left my hat in haiti in some forgotten flat in haiti and i mean in retrospect now as an adult it's pretty wincing because there's a bunch of blonde haitians like doing tribal (laughs) yeah (laughs) the kid i was just like there's somewhere exotic now i'm like ooh, honey yeah but that was all that period of time when they were trying to make uh, Mexico seem appealing in a destination when Carmen Miranda yeah, was Brazil big. And yeah, Mexico Brazil and Mexico. Yeah. So Goodwill they all tour. had that, that Havana night type of feel to those old school musicals, which I used to love. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Three Caballeros? Yes, that was the my Disney event. one with the parents. The yeah, weirdest ayahuasca trip. I'm convinced like someone gave Disney, they were like, here's a bunch of peyote, go to Latin America and, and make do it. Me- it was Roz. It was our friend Roz. Yes. Because yeah. he, Donald Duck turns into a cactus uh-huh. and starts kissing. He's like, pretty girl. It's the weird. Yeah. I watched it recently. I was like, have you ever watched weirdest? it stoned? Watch I mean, it stoned. It's 
amazing. I've been <laughs> doing Disney Plus, like watching yeah. all that old shit, and I'm like, wow, they really should get yeah. porn. They do sometimes. Yeah. In front of a lot of stuff, they're like, this might not be modern. Like, you know, okay. Oh yeah, Dumbo you know, like, and uh, Peter yeah. Pan both yeah. come with warnings. Warnings. Yeah. What? Oh, the what, what is? Oh, that's right, Peter. Yeah. Pan. yeah. Oh, it's a it's Native American. Yeah. It's kind of like Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's like magic. She's in front of Tiffany's, and then all of a sudden Mickey Rooney comes on. You're like. Damn, this I just know. killed. This just killed Miss Go Right Free. You I'm know, like, on, um, Breakfast with <laughs> Tiffany's, the one scene I love is when the girl's sitting in the mirror and she's drunk and she's crying to herself. Oh, that and part's then they so good. Away and then they come back and she's laughing to herself. <laughs> I'm like, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I do that several days a week. I know. You know. <laughs> Every day before going on stage. Uh, like, several days a week. Uh. <laughs> So you started out on a little TV show called Star Search. Oh God! Jeez, <laughs> no you, you way! Know, you know everything. I, I I'm like a genuine I didn't fan. Know that. I know. Yes. Yeah, so. No, they they um. The and guy, with Lana, with Lana Love was on your yeah, Lonnie you Love. Yeah, yeah, Lonnie she Love. was. Yeah, she was great. Well, we, I love. Lonnie I know Love. she's so she's good. fantastic. Love and believe him, but don't get stuck with the bill. <laughs> uh, that's a great book. That's a yeah. oh, so good. Yeah. She well, and and they were trying to be like American Idol. I think for that there was like it was a reboot. So Arsenio right, right. Hall was the host. That we all got to mm-hmm. meet Ed McMahon was kind of like Elvis coming into the building. It was like, oh, you know, really? Ed McMahon. but um, for me, I'd only played at like a dive bar in San Francisco called the Lush Lounge at this point. Yeah. It's amazing that you know that because it's not one thing I like, you know, yeah. I'm touting like Star Search finalist. <laughs> but not I even from the original, like, like the reboot. Yeah, lasted, it was the reboot. It wasn't even the original one where like Christina Aguilera was on and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But my the guys in my band were laughing about it because they some, they went to like celebrity net worth. I'm also yeah. in celebrity feet, two foot fetish websites, which is like they, they found pictures of me, like personal pictures of me at the beach with friends and I was like you know you've made it but the celebrity net worth has my worth between a hundred thousand dollars and four million and I was like that's a very wide yeah, range, that's a wide range. <laughs> and but they know that I was fired from Taco Bell that I was on yeah. Star Trek I was like they got I was like damn yeah. someone's like CIA <laughs> and you're not far behind with that but um but when we were on it it was it was I, I got really dark on the shows because I don't think art's a sporting competition you know there's yeah. so many ways to which is why after that like American Idol my friend Effie who will be with me next mm-hmm. month, Martina, who's amazing. She's an and amazing she, singer. And she, she, I mean, I feel like that show didn't deserve her. She was yeah. a finalist as well. Yeah, but she um, did really well. But for me, we didn't have the competition between us with Lonnie and Jake Simpson, who won, who's wonderful. And I think they won it because they'd be like, oh, hey, we noticed you guys really supportive of each other. Yeah. And I'm not saying you, you should cry, but if you do cry, really let it out towards oh, the God. camera. It was just like, Ugh. and they would say things like, you know, this is the most important moment of your life, which is never helpful. No. Before you go on stage. So we're like, it was like Black Swan every <laughs> time. And I bribed a friend sneak whiskey. It was right after 9-11. So like security for everything. It could yeah. be the Walmart in Oklahoma. And there's still like <laughs> a metal detector because it was right after that. And I saw so my friend would do it, and I'm like pouring some boot. Yeah. At the time, I don't do that anymore, but I had my stage fright. I was like throwing up before it was debilitating. And oh, so God. Lonnie Love was, she's like, What is that you're doing there? I was like, It's tea. She's like, I think I might need some tea. <laughs> She's hysterical. I love her. She's so funny. She's I don't so remember funny. if she had any of my tea or not, but she was like joking. But we all kind of got, because we all at that point were just new. And there was this yeah. feeling of like everything depends on us. And it's hard to relax yeah. and have a good time when get, the stakes feel that high. Do you right. get a lot of stage fright when you perform a new song live? 
Um, Do you even get stage fright anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still, there's a little black swan moment, just a piece of mirror just waiting to get (laughs) jammed into my... <laughs> Let's feel something. Right. Feel it. I get, I, I give me lines in a character. I'm I'm a okay, not nervous on stage. Just give but me lines. I know. I heard this one over here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but um, <laughs> when it comes to singing, I'm horribly terrified. When I got back into theater, this is a couple years ago. I think Rob knows the story. My brother does a lot. He used to do a lot of theater, and he really wanted to do Into the Woods, really bad. And he's like. We can audition as the princes. And he could, and I was like, absolutely not. I will shit my pants. So he called me and said, hey, I signed you up for the audition. You're going on Saturday. And I got so nervous on the phone call that I literally shit my pants. How, how, how long ago was this? <laughs> this was like seven years ago. It was a long time ago. That's how Nerve, nervous Nerves are I crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, when I did the Hollywood Bowl, I remember it was the buildup. And because then you're doing it, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like any other outdoor, oh God, you know, con- oh, concert. Shit. But it's oh, no, 17,000 no, no. yeah. people. Yeah. That's no joke. And how do you handle that? <laughs> I, I did, by that point, I had done more. I think the Star Search. Yeah. Well, the thing with Star Search, when I did the audition for it, my friend signed me up as a joke. And I was like, okay, very funny. So I went down having zero. I was like just yeah. freestyling some songs. I was making up, and then they called me. They're like, "This is the Star Search calling her," and all of a sudden, the joke is real. real. Oh no! <laughs> and, oh, that's like my worst nightmare. No. And you know, there's this feeling when I did Craig Ferguson. If I could do it now, ten years later, I'm much kinder to myself. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be my hippie dippy moment. But back then, I'd be like, "You're a joke." Everyone who saw you in high school is going to tune in to watch you. And even the bullies I had were yeah. like, "You were great, oh, man!" God. Like they saw me on when I was on <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Before it was, it really was like a black swan thing. I was like that. And you did your Till you Come to Me song. I remember what, yes. And if I could do it now, because it's cheesy, the thing that helps me before I go on stage, and I do it every time I find a reflective surface or a mirror, and I look at myself and say, you're a beautiful person. (laughs) We're going to go make people happy, and I'm proud of you. Because if you're not nice to yourself, it's like we're so mean to ourselves. I say things to myself I would never tolerate someone saying Uh, to a friend or to me. And if you do, that little kid who wants to come out and play is, yeah. is not going to come out. So, And if the show really goes bad for some reason, I look in the mirror afterwards and I say, well, that got away from us. But, hey, you did really good. I'm there, so proud. Yeah. Of it. And it sounds – but it's really made a profound yeah. difference in my stage fright because I still have it. You can care too much yeah. about something almost. You yeah. Marion, what do you tell yourself in the mirror when you look before you go on stage? I actually have done the same thing yeah. because I will say some, like, nasty, horrible things to myself. Because I know you have, you're, like, way – hard on yourself yeah well i'm super hard on yourself i think as an artist you have to be yeah i know Um, that's what pushes you to be better yeah yeah. i mean especially doing like stand-up comedy is uh terrifying yeah um i mean it's the best thing ever like i love what i do um but that moment before like i will have moments like okay we have this you're funny. Your jokes are great. You look like a million bucks. Great ass. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Because when, it's way too easy. Oh, it's yeah. so much easier to be a bitch to yourself. Yeah. yeah. When, it's just um, in general in life. It's so much easier to be a, a bitch. Well, and even like what I'm saying to myself, there's still yeah. this part where I'm embarrassed to say I do that, which is like, why? You know, whereas like saying, oh, you need you, you need to improve or something like that. Yeah. There's like culturally we accept that that's somehow okay. But actually saying like, you look really good tonight is, is like. It's like, see, oh, yeah, you're yeah. arrogant. You're like, no, fuck No, that. see, every time I went on stage when I did theater, I looked in the mirror and said, you're better than your brother. Remember ah! like that you're the better twin, the better, uh, the better, more talented. I like that. And then, yep, just go out there and be like, eh. 
I do this one thing too before I've shared it with a couple other drag queens who get really nervous. So I um like scientifically, if you put your hands above your head, it releases endorphins. Like putting your hands Shut above up. heart Are level. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like research. Did that Gina shows, Roberts tell you this? No, 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 no. Google it. Um and like so if I'm really in a, a bad yeah. headspace, like really, really nervous, I put my hands above my head and I pick five things that I like about myself. And I say them over and over and over oh, again. I make I my like fist that. in the air. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And I've shared that to a couple of the girls and it really helps. One time I was walking, I was running late for a gig at the La Jolla comedy store yeah. and I'm walking down the street in La Jolla, full fucking drag fist in the air. And I'm like, I'm strong. <laughs> I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. Oh I'm God. confident. I'm funny. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. I'm confident. I'm funny. What a Looking place like to any, have to do that. It, it, yeah. Know. But I was like running so late and I was so nervous because I'd done La Jolla, I'd done the comedy store before, before I started doing comedy in drag. Yeah. So it was my first time doing comedy in drag at the comedy store. Comedy to me is amazing because, like, I think if you're a musician and as long as you kind of basically hit the right notes, yeah. it's like people feel like, oh, I heard music. I mean, everyone remembers when you're in a room when a lightning bolt is happening and someone's really in the moment. Yeah. And for me, that can hopefully happens multiple times in a show. My problem is I'm like, I'm having the moment. I'm having the thing. And by the point you're realizing you're having the thing, it's kind of like a Buddhist thing. Yeah. You're already out of the thing. Right. But comedy is amazing because you're either funny or, or you're, you're not. not. <laughs> you could tell the exact same joke, and I could tell. An audience is either into it or they're not. And, it, and when it's not, yeah. ooh, it's like deadly in a level. Of, the shows where some of your jokes land so hard and so good. Same jokes, different crowd, and it's just like, yep. And it's just it's it's comedy is. And I'm um, like, am I the only one laughing? Yeah, yes, comedy so. <laughs> is. Um, I always tell people to put it simply. I think stand up comedy at its core is convincing a room full of people to not hate you. Yep. Because it's human nature to for us to single people out. It is human nature to pick people apart and bully and stuff. So that's just we always look for faults in people. It's our yeah. own insecurities. So if you're standing there in front of a room full of people that are like, ha, make me laugh, I dare you. That's basically what comedy is. So you have yeah. five minutes to make a room full of people that want you to fail. That want to hate you. It's yeah, like yeah. going into battle every time. Yeah, do it. yeah stand-up comedy is terrifying. Did you, but great. Did Spencer, did you get bullied at all growing yeah, up? Yeah, I did okay. for sure. I avoided more of it because well, what what I realized for comedy for me too because I'm I I know how to turn on the the yeah. funny. You turn um, on the charm, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, but when the bullies, I started realizing if they shoved me or pushed me over, then I would take a pratfall and be like, "Look at me, I'm so stupid, right?" I'm so, oh, and then no. they're like, "Yeah," because if you're making fun of yourself. Yeah. Then, exactly. then you can't do it. So by my junior year, I was actually voted like class clown, and and I was like, I moved in my senior year, lived on my own in Phoenix, oh, and wow. worked at a Whataburger doing the graveyard shift there, <laughs> because I was like, wait a minute, I, I don't like these people yeah. that are like making me. Pop. There was one lovely kid, Andrew Pappenhausen, who I'm still friends with, and he was one of the popular kids, and he was also like became my defender because like this guy's yeah. funny, and then they started leaving me alone oh, wow. but yeah and it was horrible suicidal really? like so many people yeah. are because you know something's off fine. about you and i think yeah. growing up especially mormon you weren't even really allowed to think about what that oh, might right. might be you just have oh, this like yeah. aching feeling of like well like i you like your best friend you're like um i didn't know what i was feeling but i had a feeling he wasn't feeling the feelings i didn't even know i was feeling and i had a feeling <laughs> if you were feeling those kind of feelings those were not the feelings you were supposed to feel you know you feel me how did you deal with because 
not any fit. Fail me. Just fail me. Sorry, I was just trying to fit as many of those as I could, you know. How did um, you deal with I like asking this question to people who come up from a very religious background is how did you deal with the guilt when you transfer when you left the religion, came out? Because there's always this guilt, I think, people who grow up in organized religion. Because I know Miriam's talked about it, and I know I went through it. So I don't. You growing up Mormon, I'm wondering how you how you dealt with that. Oh well, ours is you know it's kind of like the, all the guys I didn't ever plan this are pretty much Jewish that I play with in my band in New York too. So we've talked yeah. a lot about Jewish guilt versus Mormon guilt, and that they have a lot of things in common. I think Jewish is a little more overt where it's like, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. So, you know, <laughs> you never call, you never, where Mormon's like, well, gosh, I just made you these cookies. I know you're so busy though. Like passive you don't have time to call. Yeah. Passive aggressive. And that's culturally, you know, that's just a thing. And I think that's the problem. My friend Becca, um, who's lovely and she was a performer on a Disney cruise ship and met her now girlfriend through my friend yeah. who's, you know, left the church years ago as well. And we both were and she was like, you're kind of giving me a Lezzy vibe right now. And she's like, I am not. I'm, and now she's got like, <laughs> but her way that she put it, which I thought was really cool. She's like, I never realized how angry I was. And there's so many good parts. I really am proud of Grunt mm-hmm. Mormon. They really helped the little old lady across the street. You're taught to respect your Nicest elders. people, seriously. And there's, there's a lot of really good things yeah. about But the thing is that you, it's anger. There's so much you're just, you, like the book of Mormons, turn it yeah. off like yep. a light yep. switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. shove it down. Yeah. Don't deal with it now. <laughs> yeah, and, no, and, it's And true. then that it's anger so turns true. into depression. And so yeah. I think I've had to really get in contact. There's a lot of rage and i think even now is because i am a nice person and i'm i'm self-effacing and funny and so much of comedy is also still making fun of your yourself oh you have to you know yeah. that's part of what and and people can find themselves in you if you do it the right way but i'm like underneath that i'm like there's a lot there's a lot of anger still there yeah. and it's like kind of like where do you put that cuz you don't want it to just fly off onto some innocent person or destroy oh, no, you seriously. from the inside well, yeah, yeah yeah exactly and go to drug you know yeah. which a lot of us we have done too or alcohol is a way i think for a lot of artists yeah. and and the music industry just like for entertainment is like you have this childlike desire to create meeting an industry that's just as cutthroat as wall street that yeah. really on some level doesn't value just as much and there's yeah. a lot of pain in that so i think glug, i think glug, with glug, any <laughs> any, any profession seriously. that's entertainment like i know when i was doing the acting thing going to theater and you go to audition after audition on after audition and you're whether you're you don't look right you don't read right it's just like that just tears at you yeah just while. reject constant rejection but you have to get used to it you get used to the rejection and then you just go okay i'll get the next next gig i know you go through that I don't get rejected for anything. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Everything has gone right in your life. I can do that. 100%. No, that when you tried to do no eyebrows, that did not go right during your life. Yeah, dude, no, we were I talking about that. Uh, yeah, we, I went through a no eyebrow phase for like six months, eight months. Because I was looking at pictures of Miriam in our first year doing yeah. the show, and then your makeup now, I'm like, oh my God. It's Why don't I remember this? Face. A lot of people didn't realize because I used to do my eye makeup so big that you couldn't even really see the eyebrows mm-hmm. because they would just like they were up they were like a Jean, Jean Harlow hair. sort of yeah. thing. And so then I just was like, well, fuck the eyebrow, and I would just take my eye makeup literally all like oh, yeah. my eye makeup was all here, and my makeup has changed so much. You know, yeah. it used to be so campy. It used to be yeah. so big. Yeah. Um, and now it's I'm a small. How how now. about for you, Spencer? <laughs> like when you first started writing music till now, how has that evolution been for you? Like. 
when you look back at younger Spencer writing music? Well, I think just now? kind of in the same way, you know, way you have to fail at something a lot to get good at it. And, and you I have think... to have, a, I feel like, a certain level of delusion, too. You oh, have to really yeah. believe in yourself and be like, I'm fantastic. And We're then... totally delusional yeah. about this podcast. And then... <laughs> That's what we do. And then five years later. All the way to the bank. And you're yeah. having a great career and stuff. And then you look back and you're like, wow, you had balls to leave the house looking like <laughs> no that. Shit. That was a song choice. That was that. You made a choice there. <laughs> I think, well, you, no, exactly. And I think, you know, even though I have this crippling low self-esteem still in this very mean voice inside, there obviously was another part who believed in myself or I wouldn't do it. And um, yeah, I think, well, the, for me, the ballsy part is when I started, because I was signed at the same time Michael Buble was in a development yeah. deal, and they wanted me to be his the answer to what he was accepting. Oh, shit. Wanted to be out. There were like a lot of things have changed a lot since 2006, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but there was a part of me that I was like, I feel like I want to write, but I would be doing, you know, like uh, a Cole Porter song and then trying on my own and so when you're doing that in front of a thousand people or a hundred people that's already like you're like saying hey this song has been proven to be great right let me just do this thing that i did and so i think um i had a woman named susan werner who's a great singer songwriter and, and she was brought in by my record label to be like my performance coach and they had a list of all the songs and at that time all the things that i think make me me telling weird stories being quirky yeah they were like, keep your hands at your side, be cool, obviously be very straight acting. And they had, you know, they had all these things you want to do. And she looked at the list of songs <sighs> they had, like, <laughs> Fly Me to the Moon, all these ones. She's like, do you like singing Fly Me to the Moon? And I was like, no, not. I was really depressed at that point. She's like, every time you sing that God takes a year off your life. And, and I'm like, like, I'm never so singing to it the, again. To this day, people be like, do you know Fly Me to the Moon? I'm like, I don't, I don't actually. Know. How does that song go? <laughs> but I think, I think her point, she's like, it's great to sing covers, kind of going your thing. She's like, but remember, creating something original, whether yeah. it's comedy, is highest tier. Whether right. people recognize it in your time or not, that's always on a vibrational level you know level she was like that's the highest tier and the bravest thing you can do because yeah. if you're doing a song or a play that you know has been proven to be liked right it's you know it's still great to do yeah. but well, it's you, the scariest thing the risk it, to be yeah, yeah exactly and it's where's easier when i've acted and been a character i was like god it's so much easier than being myself because yeah. when you're on stage you're you're still you and you're naked up there for lack of a better mm-hmm. but but it's still like a heightened yeah. version of you so it's tricky about how vulnerable are you you know yeah. versus, to do it yeah, yeah. no that's anyway, true that's very rambling but what robbie do you have a question no i i, I did want to say though that one thing about your music is um we were talking about covers is when you're doing the covers it kind of takes you back into that time since a lot of your music has that early 60s feel to it but then with the music that you write it kind of brings that time to us i i feel you know what i mean Oh well, I that's a, my primary uh, artistic goal is to take my aesthetic and love for that, and then put it in a modern context that still feels relevant yeah. today. So th- thank you for you know minus the misogyny and the homophobia and the racism. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> apart from that, that was my time. You know, like that really. Apart from those things. Like, oh my you know. god. So I think I think I think it's interesting that your song seventy two and sunny. Though from what I remember, you saying. Um, you wrote it from a darker place, but then there's a remix that came out, and if you listen to the remix, it is so poppy and like, oh, I want to go out in the sun. And all of the lyrics about you know wanting to die inside and all that have been well. I mean, it's really the classic San Diego you know cliche expression: "72 and sunny." And yeah. so, 
I thought Southern Californians could really relate to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then the ra- I got it on pop radio. And so to do it, they're, they're like, if you cut the bridge, which was my favorite part, you speed it up and you add a beat, we'll get it. I was like, how soon do you need it? Yeah. <laughs> and then People Magazine did this feature where they were praising like the bright, optimistic. And I was like, are we listening to this? I wrote Same it about clini- clinical depression and sunshine. <laughs> 72 and sunny. Kygo put on his summer playlist, which is really cool. And it I was on a Kygo chill, too. Ibizo, pool yep. party mix. And by this point, it's like W Hotel, like girls taking bubble parties in Vegas. <laughs> but, you know, the song, it still retains my thing because I was involved in the remix and all the versions, so I still creatively had a say. So it still feels like me, but it is funny to me that, like, what kind of started as this, like, <laughs> Sylvia Plathish type <laughs> confession has now, like, oons, 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 you know? The one song that I was hoping you were going to play on Thursday was The Ghost of um, Chateau Mamont, because I love, Rob knows yeah. this, I love that song. Oh, right on. Yeah, Is I, that, Where did that song come from? Um, I used to live a block from the Chateau Marmont, and I oh, went yeah. down there one time, and they had kind of a really spooky painting inside. Um, Lindsay Lohan? And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that was no painting. That was no painting. (laughs) She wasn't a ghost either. Um, uh, She just looked so lifeless that you thought she was a painting. Yeah, propped her in a corner. (laughs) I had been in Mexico hearing um, a couple like old waltzes, and I just kind of got this melody, and I and I just felt like it was kind of a good. I wanted to be kind of writing about how that you can be a ghost in Hollywood and still be very much alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of the goal, and to be it about like kind of an every story. Because my mom was like, she's who really, she was like, is it about Marilyn Monroe? Is about I was like, it's about everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but mainly Lindsay. <laughs> whoever, Lohan. whoever, but mainly yeah, apparently. Casting couches and pills are as certain to kill as the Hollywood hills are to burn. Now and forever. I mean, in a way that's 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 I'm sympathetic to after living in Hollywood, which I would live in LA again, but I would never live in Hollywood again, yeah, which is yeah. really me. It's it's not Hollywood's been when Hollywood's been for a long time. Yeah, that's not LA to me anymore either. Yeah, like no. we have in Hollywood, it's just like there's so many other areas out oh, there that yeah. are yeah. fun. Like downtown's yeah. amazing, Los Feliz, and yeah, yeah, Hollywood. I'm just I'm really more sympathetic to people who do get eaten up by it because artists once again are so sensitive yeah. and vulnerable and we're all pack animals so we want to please we still want to belong so if your pack is saying you know being steroidally huge and stretching your face but like these women I, I really get as far as it's so risky I've never had plastic surgery but I can I can really understand the appeal not just because you want to be thought of as hot or pretty or famous but you want to work and right. if, if everyone's telling you and so painfully obvious that being young and beautiful are the ways to do that it's like you're just wanting to fit into the the pack. Yeah. And so that was the thing about Hollywood, not Los Angeles, but Hollywood is that 
there's nothing wrong with being hot or rich or um, you know young, but it was just such a disproportionate amount of value placed on, on those that mm-hmm. something else has to be compromised if those are going to be held above above all. And like you said, I used to live yeah in Silver Lake or in Topanga. There's a lot of LA that yeah. you know. So to, to, to isn't that. That's not the identity, you know. No, yeah, so not at all. <laughs> way, a lot more to, and there's a lot to love about LA. So I am. Um, this is a fun question because I wanted to ask you this. Since you do do a lot of songwriting, if you can do a duet with um, an artist that's alive or dead, who would it be? That you. Oh, that's a great. Well, I mean, to be, and this is going to sound maybe cheesy, but I'm really lucky. I'm getting to do it because Effie and I are in Guadalajara for yeah. two weeks. I've been setting up a tour and teaching her some songs in Spanish that we can do. She really, it's 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 one thing to be a good singer, but when you harmonize with someone, mm-hmm. there's something like the Andrew sisters, where there's some people that, for whatever reason, yeah. your voice. Because mm-hmm. I've sung with some people who are killer singers or sing so, but there's like a lockup that we have yeah. that when we first did it, we were just like, we should do this again. We kind of got teared. We did a version of that Tori Amos song, China. Oh, I, I am we, like one of the biggest Tori fans. And that was off our first album, Little yeah. Earthquakes, China. And, and we did it, but it's all harmony, like together oh my moving. God, and we did it in Northern California and we were tearing up because we're just like, yeah. this is so It's a beautiful pretty. song. And not in a way of us even celebrating. I was like, I just love what happened. Yeah. So in a way, like I'm kind of getting to do it. Yeah. But I mean, God, there's so many. I love Nora Jones. Nellie Mackay is great. I love, you know, Katie, uh, Katie, Lang. I mean, there's some, but I'd be so intimidated by some mm-hmm. of them. But I, I mean, definitely what I like about Katie Lang and Rufus Wainwright when oh, I started Rufus. is that they were being totally out, being themselves. Yeah. But they still have also this kind of throwback love of this kind of period of time that they're putting in a modern context. And Rufus was out, like when he was out from the day yeah. one. I don't think he could have really kept uh, that uh, in. No, because I was obsessed <laughs> with his Pose album, Pose album when it first yeah. came out. Like cigarettes and milk and chocolate milk and cigarettes out was like on loop for me <laughs> when he first came out. Um, but you and Effie are doing the show at Martini's March 26th, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been in Mexico for three weeks before that, and we're flying yeah. in the night before. Yeah. So you guys go check out the show <laughs> March she, 26th. She really uh, is, even if, even if I suck to high heaven, yeah. like she, like she and really she, is astounding. I can go to that one. I'm in New York that God weekend. Damn it. I'll, I'll go with you. Them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I never get to go to Martini's. All the shows are always I love when Martinis. I work. And we always have, like, Coco came on, Christina came on. Yeah. And I we love always Martinis, have a good time too. Here, Martinis is, yes. <laughs> everybody knows me it's all I and write. then you're doing another show in san diego april in april right which is my my first record the vagabond we're doing it the whole thing i have a, actually a great um violinist or cl- classical violinist mm-hmm. who's from mexico and i'm bringing him up to play on that and we're doing my whole record from start to finish and then we'll feature him and i'll have a couple other special because my thing with this is i really wanted these to feel uniquely san diego yeah. and, and take advantage of the amazing art scene that really is starting to happen here yeah. that didn't you know as a lot there, of people yeah. People who even are from here would say it was the military and sea world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, there's a lot of really amazing stuff going on. So I really yeah. wanted it to reflect that. And how did you that. like get introduced to a lot of this Mexican talent too? And like, and are you going to do a mariachi song? That would be amazing. I know. Yeah. I, know. I, like, I mean, oh, I, I so um, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> right? the, the guys in my band, I mean, if I find the clip here, I, I 
punked one of the guys in my ba- band. Um, I won't do it because I know this is. Are we live? Yeah. Or, or, no. I could find. I'll are send. We? Like, <laughs> I know, are we? I don't remember. Are we? Um, <laughs> one of the guys. Well, yeah, this may not be. Oh, I turned off. I'll, I'll play it. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I took a remix that we're doing and like add it because they, they joke about it. Because if you go through my iTunes library now, the yeah. odds of it stumbling on mariachi music, I'm so obsessed. Like, I went to the Bellas Artes in Mexico City. And Have you like been the um, to the big mariachi festival in Tucson? They do every year. No, there's it one in Guadalajara amazing. too. That yeah. yeah, I've heard the one in Tucson. Oh, great. Yeah, and, me and the family go. We went la, two years ago. I think, right, Rob? I don't think you went with me that time now. But it's amazing. And the first part of the festival is high school, and these high school kids are insanely talented. And then they bring in a lot of mariachi bands from all over the world, uh, like especially down in Mexico, LA, Chicago, just wherever they are. And they bring them and they do this festival for three. Three days, I think it is in Tucson. Yeah, and I think the guys in my band because they would they were like kind of like in a loving way, but making digs about like, oh god, you know, what are we getting? And the guys in Mexico, I mean, as they say, bless their heart. With they try to swing, it is like they just cannot. It's such a different way of feeling rhythm. Yeah, yeah. But the guys here, I was like, okay, play a wapango. Let's see you do it. They fell apart, and I was like, yeah, respect. It's not because I feel it. There's a subtle level of racism that we don't are yeah. a part of where that music is kind of diminished is like, ay, 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 you know, where, yeah. and it's really complicated. I've been mm-hmm. studying in Ensenada with someone to understand it. Cause you have to be doing two different and it's rhythms so with your hand emotional because the ranchero music is so emotional. If you oh, look at the bit your, where it's, yeah. where it's based out of <laughs> and where so it comes dramatic. I will kill myself. I, tonight it's so dramatic. <laughs> Just like my family. Everything's like over. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, back to Bash's question. Where did the, where did that Hispanic Mexican influence start with you? Like how, why, or where did it come from? The first thing I'll be, is was the three caballeros. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think what I I took a gig in Mexico. I was actually in Puerto Vallarta, where many people, and I was kind of offered this gig. And at that point, I was still just like, oh, I don't even know how dangerous is it going to be. And I hadn't really, since I was a kid, and I was in love with really the Three Caballeros was one of my favorite movies. Yes. And like just because it was such a love letter, ayahuasca love letter to <laughs> Mexico. Um, and 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 I and I always I always resonated. But, but when I was down there, I just made friends, and I just had such a like I really. Felt in love and then once again being in San Diego I was like this whole other world is right 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 here and I think the thing I loved like being at the Bellas Artes in Mexico City and it was like a big Mm. festival of that too Um, in the same way I got to hear the Shanghai Symphony here and you know there's so many China has such a bad human rights record and there's a lot of baggage that the Corona Del Mar and um, uh, but But um, but they the, out of it, it's the oldest country that's ever existed. Right, there was so much yeah. beauty, and the same with Mexico is founded on blood and sand and corruption, and yet out of it springs this joyful. And that's the part I love is against all these odds because I feel like there's a lot of other cult- cultures I've been to that the culture's still there, but it's really been beaten down. And the thing I love about Mexican music is despite all of these ways this has happened, it's like we're here. Yeah. And it's proud it's and very it's loud. Gutsy. Right. <laughs> and it's gutsy and you Shut know, up, bro. Don't point at me. <laughs> and I just I think I respond to that for anyone who's been an underdog yeah. that yeah. I just have I really like I kind of tear up about it that despite all of these odds and centuries of being beaten down, something so vibrant and alive can spring out of that to me yeah. is what art 
is all about. I mean, I feel the same way when I hear spirituals or gospel music, mm-hmm. too. It's just something so joyful yeah. could come out of something so painful. I mean, right. I'll, I'll really, like, lose it. Because <laughs> that's, thank God for that, you know? Exactly. What genre of music do you still want to, like, dabble in? And kind of do that. You I'm made, doing an ele- always... electronica project, and I'm oh, really, really into it. The guys here, you know, we're <laughs> just like, yep, that's a and it kind of. It, I, I love playing against type, so my voice is not what you usually hear in right. in, in that kind of yeah. genre. But it's like kind of a Chet Baker, and I'm you know, it's like deep house, but still kind of jazzy yeah. deep house. Oh, but wow, I'm okay. I'm really into that. Um, and I'm working on this project in, in Mexico and setting and it's all, I'm not going to, I'm still going to sound like me. I'm not going to try to, you know, uh, but do your style in that genre of music. And for me, kind of like you were saying about combining old things and the new, it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to still sing like me over it. But the bed of what I'm doing is like Spanish guitars and I'm, I'm really in love with it. Yeah. So that's my passion project. Really yeah. late, not till like twenty twenty one. I didn't really? do. I'm mean, saying a little bit. It, it was really listening to torch singers from the fifties because my older brother has this beautiful opera voice, and and I think growing up in the church, it's like that's what I associate with the big voice. And then I heard Chet Baker, and really Julie London and Marilyn Monroe. It was like I heard that kind of voice where you're heavy breathing into a yeah. mic. <laughs> and once I realized it was with a microphone, that's when I really realized something kind of. Yeah. special is happening but you know the demons and the voices saying i couldn't do it were loud mm-hmm. but obviously some Your narcissistic piss of me had an even louder voice <laughs> i need an exorcism <laughs> you need Mary more than an exorcism yeah. call a priest <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so we do this little segment on the show that's fun and i'm really curious to see if spencer has anything for this it's called carol of the week it's your gripe of the week something that just gets under your skin um so we're gonna do that now Carol, for once in your life, shut your damn mouth. Yeah, so guys, it's time for Carol of the Week. Who has a Carol? Who wants to go first? Bash is looking at me like a deer in headlights. I have one. You were just in DC. I know. There you go. I have nothing bad to say about DC, though. No. No, no, no I know. Yeah. <laughs> My Carol is somewhat traffic related. When Runners. Runners. You hey. got, don't run in the middle of the street. Get out of the way. And it's then, easier on your no, knees, though. No, no, Like, you're coming to an intersection, and you don't even bother stopping on a red light. Oh, no, you have to do oh, that. Oh, it drives me crazy. And they literally put their hand out for us to stop while they're going against the red light. <laughs> drives no. me fucking crazy. Hit them. I know. <laughs> Hit them. Yeah, no, I can't stand it. And that happened this morning when I was running to the store. I was like, dude, you it's a red light. Why are you running? No, you're going to get hit. And yeah. then he just like is flipping me off. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Oh, this was recent. Ugh, it drove me crazy. No, they're every week. Carol of the Bells. I know. Really Carol of the Bells. What about you guys? Anybody? Uh, mine's actually not traffic related. What? Mine is nail biters, but the ones that, like, I know somebody who, like, has bitten off their nails. <gasps> All the way like off. they're just little like half stumps. Oh, like no. it's disgusting. She don't love her. And I, I I've she, known this person a while and I never really noticed it. But yeah. then he's doing it. And then oh. I looked at his nails and they were like just stubs. I was like, fuck, you need medication. Oh. Or have been people chew their nails in public and they spit them. 
Yeah, it's same same kind of thing. Crazy. Now that I'm noticing it, it's yeah. like a constant. But it's clearly like an OCD or something like that. But yeah. I'm like, oh god, that's. I do that. A, a, well, I I don't I don't bite them, but I like <laughs> rip them. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I mean, have nails, so it's not yeah, that yeah, bad. yeah. It's not that. But but you know, my boyfriend will like take my hand because it's always when I'm anxious or about to go on stage, and, yeah. he, and he'll just like, grab my hand and kind of take it away because I'll just you know start to do it so i, I get where that Fidgeting, comes from yeah. but fortunately, yeah. I mean, fortunately i've never i do it too to but level. i've never seen it this is like clinical like oh yeah, you gotta go away problem. for a while and fix that oh yeah no. scary no, no no what about you miss mariam t <laughs> i have a carol of the week oh god what my carol of the week is um people who don't know how to keep private shit private on social media oh yes agreed yep, they don't have to fucking blast Every goddamn thing, especially if it doesn't involve you. Wait, did somebody blast your news? No, not me. What I, do I do? I have news. No, just your drama. Just oh no, I don't have you. drama. No, you're pretty upfront with your drama. It's always out there. <laughs> a, people don't fuck with me. B, I don't let people fuck with yeah, me. True. Um, nobody steps on my sunshine except me. Um, that's actually from the Book of Mormon. All of that. Yeah, is chapter it? no. Oh. <laughs> I know we're all looking like, like the least what? thing. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> something. The Book of Mormon. Don't step on my sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just um, just uh, people remember to have some tact online, especially yeah. if you're in the entertainment industry. That's why you're not getting booked, bitch. Do you want to name names? No, no it's fine. <laughs> it's not about anybody in particular. What about you, Robbie? I actually have a carol this week, and it's um, kind of a classic, but um, people that let the door slam on you when you're walking behind them through a door. Oh, oh I love that. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> Sorry, like, Rob. Like, if you're not aware of other people, you're kind of a carol. The other week, I had somebody come into my office at work, and they're like, trying to explain a problem they're like just come over to my computer i'll show you so i'm following him we have to go out a door and in another door and we go out the door he lets it slam he knows i'm right behind him <laughs> this is like it just drives me crazy oh. so that that's my carol of the week oh <laughs> poor robbie <laughs> what about you spencer mine is kind of related to to his a little bit which is more like when a celebrity dies, like LeBron, J- uh, Kobe, Kobe, thank you, LeBron James. I'm like, wait a minute, did he I, die? I, made, I literally know? made the same mistake the, this, yesterday. The, well, no, but this is exactly the point. <laughs> it, this is exactly the point. Is I mean, that sounds sad, but I don't watch basketball. I have no, and I know some other people who are like cabaret singers, and they're like, the loss. We will always feel that hashtag Kobe. I'm like, you Dude, don't no, follow him. Thank you. And no, it, re- it renders when someone that you do care about dies meaningless because you're just. I'm like you're just trying to trend on there yeah. and you're like taking the death of any celebrity like it was a few years ago like oh 2018 and like way to make the year about you you know <laughs> like you're like and, and but i that's kind of mine is i see it all the time i'm like this is like a clickbait thing that you're tagging i know for a yeah. fact that these guys do not know anything about kobe and yeah they're doing a song that's like we just want to do a shot like this is something and i was you know yeah, it makes it meaningless when I, someone I that had, you care about dies. I actually. had someone at work that was like using that as an excuse for not getting a project done. And I'm like, you're from Irvine. Like, Wait, get the no. fuck over it. Did like, they oh, say come on. Of a celebrity? Yeah, they were like, oh, you know, it's just been such a tough oh week with God. Kobe. And I'm like, what? I realize you're sort of in Los Angeles, but no, give no. me my fucking things. There like, was a sad death that I was really sad about this week. The drummer from Mazzy Star. Oh, I yeah, loved Mazzy David Star. Ro- Robach, Robach yeah, yeah. Was yeah you were real sad. You don't know I know. His name. <laughs> well, I I was obsessed with Dave. Um, what's it called? 
Hope Sandoval when I was like in my high school years. She's the lead singer. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like we look. It sounds like, <laughs> sounds I'm like young. We, I'm not stupid. Well, no, I know Mariam. You listen to kind of the same stuff. I, I well, I think it sounds like we both like the good sad music yes. when we were in in high school at that oh, period because Mazzy Star was huge. P.J. Smith, Harvey, Tori Amos, oh, yeah. Smiths. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was all obsessed with that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, uh, Maxi? Do you have one? Yeah, I do have one. And it's more like advice to people than a carol. But it happened last weekend when we were out. And it's when people sit down and put a pillow in front of their stomach. Oh, shut up. No, no I just, it's like, it's like, what? like, don't hide. Like, like, I have a belly. Yeah, like, whatever. But I don't, like, don't hide your body. Like, we're all beautiful. Like, just what, like at a place. So this yeah. happened at Inside Out. And it was actually a really handsome guy who, like, the entire night sat down with a pillow in front of him and was like, what if he was trying it? to make room for the person next to him? The, or he didn't want to sit on the pillow. Throw the pillow on the floor. Or on the side like, of you. But, yeah. like, I, okay. I don't know. Let's not hide behind I things. Put, like, it's weird. I put pillows on my lap sometimes. That's usually because my nuts are like, <laughs> so I just want to hide those. <laughs> but I'm also a front cuddler. And so, like, sometimes I'll be a, like, I'll just like grab a pillow and just like, I'm a, like, I'm a front cuddler. It I also like sleep all weird. Thing. I have a thing with yeah. my hands have to be like tucked. Why like you, you made that like a, like, oh, he's one of those front cuddlers. Like, <laughs> like we're going to make that. I just like. Can you yeah. put that on your profile? I'm a yeah. front, 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 front cuddler. The front cuddler of San Diego. <laughs> front if everybody, I'm single, I'll cuddle your front. <laughs> Wait, that sounded horrible. <laughs> but you guys, those are your carols of the week. Carol, for once in your life, shut your damn mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no but, one's coming for the truth here. <laughs> yeah. no. But people sorry. want to feel important. Yeah. They do that yeah. online with all that drama. It's like the flat earth thing. That's my <laughs> the theory. Flat earth. There was, we were watching um, a commercial for Wife Swap that's coming back. And oh, one geez. of the husbands, the wife was asking, do you really believe the earth is flat? And the husband was dead serious going, yes, it makes sense. Do you have something you got to check on before you, you fucking get married to somebody? Did you hear about like that really prominent flat earther? He's dead. Ooh. He's dead. <laughs> he, he fell made, off the earth. No, no he, he, he a, launched he himself it. in a fucking rocket. And he fucking launched himself up in a rocket to He wanted to see if the earth was round, so he... Shot himself and now he's dead, man. And I know that's just down in Barstow. NPR posted it. In Barstow, Tony. While Can you imagine dying in Barstow? <laughs> uh, while it's Barstow. <laughs> I think if you're dumb enough, you just got to fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think part of it is that you have a lot of people who don't feel like they have a voice or they feel kind of helpless in their life. So feeling like a conspiracy theory yeah. like that level because oh, i'm i'm, I'm like you guys scientists died so that oh, for centuries so that we could know and have the signal to transmit with the technology yeah. so that you can go on their post and say well i found a, or like the lizard people thing and i'm just like these giants. crazy people are always there but you didn't have a platform of like our voices need to be heard together <laughs> like, <laughs> so you can feel important and yeah. everyone wants to feel like we're in on a secret and i was like you guys have plenty to be mad about and there's plenty of conspiracies that are real but <laughs> yeah. this is, is not one of and them. also like the act of concealing it would be so much more complicated yeah. than just accepting the earth is round like to have that be a con- you're assuming the government can work that well yeah. together yeah. to keep that how under do wraps. We, how do we hide the fact that the planet that 7 billion people, people are on is not, is not round, round. <laughs> you well, know like some people cons- just need to get exploded that up conspiracy in the air. theory that came out what a couple years ago about those redheaded giants living in the middle east remember that rob 
Yeah, that there was like pictures and that they were coming. They lived underground for all these years and they're coming back to the surface. And it went all over like the conspiracy websites. I don't know. People will believe anything. I know. And people like one of our friends really thought it was I just don't understand. Like, have they ever been up a mountain? Because like you could kind of see it. Yeah. Or on a boat in the ocean. Or a plane. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, they're from Barstow, so no. I don't think he was from Barstow. He just died in Barstow. <laughs> there must be more than this provincial life. You should write a song about Barstow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, no, actually, about that's, a really, bar in, that's really interesting to me. I would go up there, get, there's a nice Motel 6 off of there. No, it's actually, it's very clean. It's the yeah. last thing before Vegas. <laughs> yeah. My, 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 Motel 6. No my bass player, here. we had to drive all the way to Vegas to stay there because we're really tired. And the bass player I played with last night is from Calabasas. And he's like, Calabasas. I will not stay at a Motel 6. Uh, and I'm oh, like, shit, I'm from, did, did he? Yeah, I'm like, that's my whole childhood is staying in Motel 6. So I was like, they're There's clean. not really much we were, option like, either. But I would, yeah. go for, I would go for a night, um, get some gummy, and just hang out in Barstow and wait for a song to come, for sure. Yeah. So when you, when you are having a gummy, what is your go-to? Oh, the symphony. For oh, really? sure. Yeah. Yeah, just let that. We're listening to music. That's really in a time of being creative. Yeah. So if you were to pull out your phone, your playlist right now, what would be the last three songs you played? Mariachi you, music. <laughs> That's a fun yeah, Everybody, that pull out your playlist. I want to see what everybody's songs were that they just played. Our latest songs. Yeah, the latest yeah, yeah, played. Oh, yeah. How do you find that in Spotify, though? I think you just have to go to search. Oh, um, oh look, oh. mine recently played Female Mariachi. <laughs> um, oh, the new Alec Gold CD came out. And um, who was the other one? Oh, the sounds because I love oh, them. Those mine are my is, top three. Mine is um, La Tiger. Oh uh, yes, Ozzy Osbourne and Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Wait, on the Ozzy. new. The I new? listened to the new Gaga. Okay, what did you think of the new Gaga? Um, Stupid love. I'd like it better without her voice in it. Oh, no! it's I a great beat. Feel, I couldn't feel the video. Beat. I couldn't feel it. I was like, um, mm. th- the video. She didn't seem like she was all there with the choreography. Yeah. The whole fucking thing was shot on an iPhone. I get the whole message behind know. it and all. I just like, bitch, you've been, you've been not. This is the first music that you've released after like seventeen years, exactly. and this is what you're giving us. But quick little shout out to local San Diego celebrity. Did you guys know, so that the music video dropped Thursday at 9 o'clock mm-hmm. our time. Lolita Von Teese performed that song Thursday yeah. night at 9.10 so at, at Lips. Unbelievable. Because the, so le- the song leaked online. Yeah. That bitch performed it 10 minutes after the video dropped at Lips. So shout out to Lolita Von Teese for that. Good That's my sister. Oh, good. What about you, Spencer? What is your the I last mean, three? <laughs> oh, I want to kill a. Listen to his yodel here. It's like. It reminds me of that game of The Price is Right with the yodeler where you have to I love that game. before yeah. he falls off. You need to check out uh, Mariachi Divas. They are I so good. I love the Mariachi Divas. Oh. They did a whole cover of Selena. Ah, nice. Bitty, bitty, bang, bang. But yeah, the guys in my band were so joking, good. like, what are the odds? And I was like, yeah, they're they're... They're pretty good. Yeah. I cannot. Your phone is just like the, mine. What was 90 the other? text messages. <laughs> seven missed phone calls. 6,000 oh. in the mail. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. My That's, inbox. Yeah. There's, a, like, yeah. uh, there's a few politicians who I, I, I really liked. I felt like for thing. And I and I somehow signed. And I was like, honey, read the room. Yeah. I, I loved I you before. And you were working my last are, nerve. This is your 15th day. Aren't you outraged <laughs> about this? I'm like, I am. Yeah, this is your 15th. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. What are the other two that you played? Mariachi and what else? Oh, um, let's see here. Um, 
I'm Orville Peck because my best friend was uh-huh. it. And um, this weird Frank Sinatra song called The World We Knew. Over and over, I keep going over the world. It's from Ooh, this late '60s record he did, yeah. um, and they're all songs that uh, Lee that Hazelwood, song. who wrote "These Boots Are Made for Walking yeah. for Nancy," which you did that. a cover. Oh, I love that cover. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Nancy Sinatra fan. Yes, yeah, me are. too. I think she was before her time. Oh, I think she would have been so totally. much more successful. Like, yeah, so good. She was just cool. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking rad. Cool. And in terms of the children of really famous people, what I love is she's like her own thing. It doesn't yeah. feel yeah. just like some yeah. other people who are. What about you, Bashy? A lot of electronic. Of course. But, um, <laughs> Impossible by Lion Babe, the Jax Jones remix that I'm in love with. It uh, is very good. 4 a.m. by Grimes. I love Grimes. I do too. I don't know. I, don't I didn't know, know she was dating said. Elon Musk, though. Really? Ugh. Yeah. But Grimes is good. Grimes. Yeah, you should get you into should Grimes. Yeah. Grimes is great. Good. And then Shadow Man by Spencer Day. <laughs> which is. There you go. Does she have a record called Sign of the Grimes? <laughs> Sign up for sign of the ground. And I, I, want, no. I want and her to. No. I'm out. <laughs> wow, Spencer! It has been an absolute joy having you. Oh, on the show so today. nice, guys. <laughs> and how do people find you, Spencer? Um, well, I'm on all the cyberspace futures of the world. I'm on, uh, yeah, SpencerDay.com on Facebook, um, Instagram. I think Spencer Day Music and yeah. Twitter and. All of all of the things. not on Pornhub, not, not yet. But that foot fetish. Foot pet fetish. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm on Celebrity Feet, Wiki Feet, and one of the <laughs> You know everybody's gonna be looking at. There ain't much to see. Yeah, there's not oh a lot God. to see there. Oh, we got it. And people could check out your show, Martinis, March yes. twenty. Sixth and April twenty third. Yes. You're going to be on Martinis of a yes. Force, but you're going to be in New York next, aren't you? For those of the awards, I the won the award. Broadway World um, singer songwriter, yeah. yeah, and vocalist of the of the year. So yeah. I get to pull my Eve Harrington and thank, <laughs> thank the Academy because it's the thirty fifth <laughs> Bristow Awards, right? The uh-huh. Bristow Awards, Bistro, yeah, yeah Bistro, Bistro Awards, which is uh, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so they're flying me out, and I, I, I Bistro, Bistro. Oh, I want a sandwich. Now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, thank you so much for thank doing this you show. guys. It's been such a <laughs> it's pleasure, been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And Miss Miriam T, how do people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the Miriam T or my website sheherme.com. Make sure you're making plans to come see Miriam's Tea Party Game Night on Mar the third Saturday in March. <laughs> March 21st Yes, March 21st And Bashy, how does people find you? I'm at say my name underscore Bash And Eric and I will be at Cross next weekend Oh yeah, you guys are going to so come across So DM us if you're going Their bodies will be at Cross their bodies, yeah, but their Our minds souls will be, be in hell <laughs> I want a full report You check in early Yeah, I want a full report I want to know how you smuggle your drugs in this time <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um Robbie, how do people find you? I'm on Instagram, R R Y C O. How many followers are you up to now, Robbie? <laughs> well, since I now have probably ten photos already. <laughs> I think, I think I've got 200. Wow. And only nice. since I've been telling people on the podcast. So <laughs> and Jennifer Coolidge says, oh, Earth. wow. <laughs> <laughs> and That's how do people amazing. Find you? you can find me on Instagram at mexi.eric. 
And you guys, you can follow me at Tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni. You can follow the podcast at who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram. We are who invited her SD on Twitter and Facebook. And you can always email us at the gang at who invited her.net. We also have merchandise on the website. Buy our guys, shit. Buy our shit. And we will be at DragCon this year, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Come by the booth. We're going to be there. Do we know our booth number yet? Not yet. Shit. Did we people have... say if they wanted tank tops or t shirts? Um, tank tops is the, is the Shocking. word. Shocking. The tops gang. They want tank tops. Yes. <laughs> they want tank tops and pins. Yeah, Everybody's enamel down pins for the enamel pins. If you get a glitter enamel pin that says who invited her, you're going to make like $7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be at DragCon May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Come by the booth. Check us out. We're going to have merch, and we're going to be running around like we did last year going crazy. Girl. Are you guys ready? My dick already awesome. <laughs> I'm going shopping for my fabric Yay. Uh, in, in eight days. I'm really you excited. Are? I have all three looks sketched out. God be with us. God there's like six. There's us. like six drag queens going to Santee Alley next Monday. It's oh gonna be God. Because <laughs> we all need shit. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys do. And you guys, today we're gonna leave you with the remix of Seventy Two. Oons, oons. There you go. That's gonna be our our outtime. Thank you again, Spencer. Thank you so guys. much for doing Such the show. Such a pleasure. Let's Thank do it you. again. Awesome. Yay, bye, bye everybody. See you next week. Bye. Seventy-two and sunny Oh, what a lovely day Blue are the skies above me They can't shake my blues away So I hold them inside So I hold them Everybody's gonna pull